0: Hello, welcome to episode 22 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And thank you for listening, all, all of you that have uh, stayed with us all this time. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about um, disability rights with PCS, which is quite, I think, really a very contentious issue for most people. Um, no matter where you live, whether it's in the UK or in Canada or the USA or Australia or New Zealand what I've I've noticed over the last kind of 10 11 years is that a major part of all the problems and all the questions that we're getting from people is how to deal with the yeah the the benefit system or the disability uh, process for being processed to be um, able to claim. Uh, now a lot of us have had situations where things have gone very bad and if you are on your own and you don't have anybody to support you then that becomes all the more crucial. If you do have maybe one or two people in support then it's still very very crucial uh, even if you've in you know you have a family and you have children you have, you have support in your own family and still depending on your situation whether you work or whether you have your own business or whatever you had before your injury then it can be really truly important too to consider all the options uh, now here in the UK we've uh, been unfortunate because uh, we've had um, yeah, well, we're entering into what is like the uh, kind of like 10th year of a 15 year period of far right um, kind of Tory austerity. Uh, basically, back in 2008, uh, these people uh, engineered a bank crash uh, and a, a mortgage and pension crash, and they stole everybody's pensions. This is the far right Tory party, and they blamed it on the people. They said, oh, you're, you're just as they do with everything, you know, just <laughs> as politicians do, um, nothing's ever our fault. We never get anything wrong um, because these people are generally psychopaths and sociopaths and so on. Um, and so they blamed it all on the people. And they said, they, they kind of like made us all believe that it was all our fault. And they said, right now we're going to go on this period of austerity, uh, but only to reduce the debt that you, the people, Uh, have forced on us, uh, uh, on the country, by being so inconsiderate, by borrowing too much or or being this, that, the other, which was complete and utter nonsense. And uh, now, kind of like in the 10th year on, um, it's shown that, well, they just keep borrowing more and more and spending more and selling, selling more and more of public public, uh, assets. These are things that belong to the people. So it's kind of like um, a mafia fiefdom, really, um, but what they've done to counteract this is um, they, around about 2013 14, uh, they introduced measures to uh, stop people that were, were actually suffering with invisible hidden disabilities uh, from claiming um, like disability allowance and things. Um, it was really common that um, people would be declared fit for work. Uh, Even people that were dying of cancer and, uh, you know, kind of like have severe immune system damage, uh, chronic illness, CFS, ME, fibromyalgia, brain injury, all kinds of things. And so it just became the norm, and it's now normal, that um, if you have any kind of hidden illness, any kind of hidden condition, including PCS and brain injury, then you cannot claim any kind of disability in the UK unless you do what I would tongue-in-cheek call the dance, Uh, the drug lovers, the medication lovers dance dance. Um, basically, what this is is um, that if you go to your back and f- backwards and forwards to your doctor, say if you're chronically ill, if you have P.C.S. or even if you have schizophrenia or a- any other kind of bipolar disorder, anything, any kind of depression, anxiety, even pain problems, anything that's chronic, anything that's going to stop you working, that's going to uh, keep you out of the machine of society, then what they do is they just keep adding one drug after another to your prescription sheet, right, so you start out with, of, oh, antidepressants, so it might be, well, who knows what, you know, uh, Prozac, Floxetine, Metazepine, uh, oh, la, 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 la. you can go through the A to Z of uh, Big Pharma uh, antidepressants and, uh, all of a sudden, you know, you might start to see a kind of little bit of improvement on some worries, but then after a while, you'll find that, you know, it'll tail off and it won't last. Then, they'll change you to another drug, another antidepressant. All of a sudden, then, you'll develop symptoms of anxiety and other issues, and then maybe benzodiazepines, of Valium, Lorazepam. who knows? All the sweeties are there for you to take. Uh, before too long, you your you kind of moods are up and down, you can't sleep, so then you, you get sleeping tablets. Oh, and then after that, you know, ZopiClone, uh, and then following that, um, you know, maybe some mood stabilisers. And then if your pain gets worse, because the, the side effects of all these drugs will generally cause a lot of pain, personal, anxious and emotional pain then uh, maybe you'll get maybe gabapentin or pregabalin or maybe some morphine, codeine, you know, kind of all the drugs you want, anything you want really. Before you know it, you've got a prescription sheet of about seven or eight, maybe nine, even ten drugs. You might have beta blockers, statins, anything. And you're just told that, you know, this is what you need. You know, keep on taking this. And at that point, when you're that deep in the game then you can get the disability allowance, then you can get the, the oh, they, they call it the personal independence payment now. So the basis that this is done on is that, well, yeah, okay, there's a very, very rigid um, kind of scoring system that is based on uh, kind of like five or six daily things that you kind of cannot do. So it's totally ridiculous, it bears no resemblance to how anybody's life should go um, but if you are on a lot of prescription drugs or you have um, a way that you can kind of fit into their system then it's scored on a points based system so you'll you'll get what you'll get the uh, benefit you'll get the allowance if you don't fall into this very very narrow rigorous um, kind of like predefined game, then you'll get nothing. You'll get absolutely zip, goose egg, nada. Um, it truly is um, really uh, a ridiculous thing. But if you're prepared to do, you know, kind of the 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 dance that they want you to do, and you're prepared to admit to being things that you're not which is a dangerous thing, I think, you know, you might be said, well, like I was told when I went, they sent me to see, about 10, 12 years ago, sent me to see a psychiatrist, and I was like, what am I doing seeing a psychiatrist? I've got post-concussion syndrome, I don't need to see a psychiatrist. And this guy's like, well, maybe your problems are nothing to do, you know, ignore your head injury. Maybe your problems are to do with something else that happened in your life and this, that, the other. You know, with something in your childhood or, you know, past relationship. I'm like, no, I've had a, an organic brain injury. Uh, this is the effect of it. I can explain it X, Y, Z. Oh, no, no, no. But I will give you these drugs and just take these drugs. And, um... At the time, back then, you know, they were quite willing to give me, you know, this disability allowance that we have here in the UK. And I was like, didn't really understand at the time how that denigrated me as a human being. How that really um, was a terrible thing. And um, like, again, like somebody you didn't know any better back then, I took it. And I thought, well, you know, this, this can only be a good thing. Um, but as it turned out, it was a terrible thing. And um, you know, this whole culture of uh, the poverty trap, which is to do with keeping people in, with disability, particularly hidden disability and uh, hidden chronic illness and invisible illness, is just a uh, horrible, kind of like spider's web that traps you there in it from the very word go but you don't know what the game is, so if you are listening to this, and you're in the UK particularly, be very, very wary, because the only way that you're going to get that PIP, uh, DLA, whatever it's called, I call it the the Drug Lovers uh, uh, Allowance, uh, it's basically, yeah, if you love prescription drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, then yeah, they'll give you as much money as you want, but if, if you're really, really um, kind of set on getting that, then you're going to have to either be very willing to take all kinds of horrible, toxic, chemical prescription drugs in order to get it, or, you know, and, and, and the darker side be very, very kind of deceptive and, 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 and pretend to take them, which, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise either one for anybody... Um, so if you live in the USA, well, I know your healthcare system, or Canada, is very different there, <clears throat> and you've got very different things to prove to people. Um, you've got insurance companies involved. You've got all kinds of man of doctors and independent surgeons and and neurosurgeon, uh, neurologists and things involved. So um, you, you're going to have to prove a whole different set of criteria there. Uh, I'm sure it's probably even harder in North America um so y- you really really need to be conscious uh and think about um what you're prepared to live with are you prepared to sell yourself and eat all those horrible kind of medicines and things yeah and i know some people and i know so many people on the groups and people have message me and like well they, they could kind of like eat any drug and, and still not feel it and not you know, not really be bothered. Um, it amazes me. Some people uh, seem to be able to, because maybe the constitution or their metabolism is really, really strong and really fast. And uh, they, they can uh, c- kind of uh, take anything without being too bothered. But I guess those are some of the people. Either they've been blessed by birth or epigenetically from the parents or the. Uh, ancestral line where they've got the real ability to uh, just about eat any drug or anything and take anything and and not be too bothered by it but uh, I would say beware to those types of people because at some point um, you're going to get to the point where um, your body does kind of wave the white flag now uh, I got to that white flag uh, situation about 20 years ago um, a lot of you don't know this, and I've not mentioned this before, but um, probably, but uh, 20 years ago, uh, within a month or two or so ago, um, I had a, a chest infection. I'd gone to work in a, a large city and, and had some issues with the kind of like, you know, kind of carbon monoxide, smog air conditioning and things. I got a bit of a chest infection. It took a bit of a while to go, and eventually they gave me steroids to make it go. And um, then they were like, "Well, you, you know, are you really this winter? I was only twenty five at the time. That like, you you've got to have. This is the NHS. You've got to have a flu vaccine this winter." I'm like, "Well, don't know. Don't know anything about that. You know, I'm not sure about that. Uh, you know, I'll think about it." And then they kept on at me every time. I spoke to them, you've got to have this, you've got to have it, it's essential. You know, you could get really sick if you don't have it. You could be really, really ill, you know, could, could you could get flu, it could really cause you problems. So eventually, in the, in the winter, like 1999, I gave in and I said, oh, right, give me this, give me this vaccine, this super vaccine that you've got. And um, that was the beginning of the end for me, 20 years ago. Uh, that That one vaccine possibly on top of the vaccines I'd had in childhood, caused a massive immune system collapse, massive damage. Right from the word go, within, uh, even by the time, like a day or so after I'd had it and I got uh, got home and kind of felt, I felt something was drastically very wrong. And up until that point in my life, I'd been very healthy, uh, kind of not had any issues and so on. I felt very tired, very worn out, uh, and then within two or three days or so, I felt like kind of like f- flu-like symptoms, uh, c- like, you know, kind of exhaustion, uh, and like, you know, pain in my gut and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then within a week or two, I was off work for two weeks, uh, and these symptoms came on like nothing I've ever had before. It was just horrendous. Um <clears throat> I got over that, went back to work. Then within a two, three months more, it came on again, and then in two, three months after that, it came on again and again and again. Uh, and and it was like, woof, it would just be beyond reason. And um, what I I realized then, well, what I realized now was that it was the beginning of uh, triggering fibromyalgia. Um, so if you do uh, look deep enough, if you can find in the right places, there are enough studies on the internet which prove that the, uh, flu vaccine does cause fibromyalgia to be triggered. If you have had, particularly with ladies, but gentlemen also, if you've had issues and you've had a flu vaccine, this can be one of the triggers, there's about five or six triggers for fibromyalgia, but, uh, if you get more than one at once, it's kind of like a cluster and, uh, then you, you kind of like, you, you, you're you on a, a slippery slope down. So, um, yeah, that's that was one thing that happened 20 years ago. After that, following that, within a year or two, all my legs filled up, all the veins in my legs kind of came up Um which was probably maybe from the mercury or something in the vaccines, but I, I got treme- tremendous, horrific varicose veins in both my legs and had to have those operated on, which meant that I couldn't do my job, so I had to change jobs, take a pay cut, and from there, and a year or so after that, I had uh, my first uh, two mild traumatic brain injuries. And then it, two or three years after that, uh, following homelessness and losing my house and, and everything, then the stress and the trauma triggered the rest of the fibromyalgia. So, yeah, you can see that the people who will say that, well, oh, you know, they, they can have a, eat any drug and kind of take any drug that they want and it's not a problem. Yeah, you know, fine. If that's what you want to do, that's okay. But people who have had. Immune or gut issues or inflammation or any health problems or headaches, migraines, uh, inflammatory problems before PCS, then you're in a very, very different ballpark. Yeah, because we are, there's many, many different types of people. You know, we're not all the same. Um, And there are some myths and things, you know. That are, are kind of bounded about through the, the kind of not just uh, PCS kind of community, but the chronic health, chronic illness community. And um, these are to do with people's understanding or misunderstanding of treatments and things that can or cannot work. Uh, I hear so often where people say, I've tried everything. And I, I say, well, I, have you tried everything, or have you just tried everything that you could think of? And then they think, well, Oh, well, actually, no. Um, I've, I've done this 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 X, Y, Z, you know. Uh, and say, Well, actually, you know, there's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, there's a, there's a whole different range of things. You know, if it's anything you can think of, then sometimes you need a new angle to look at things, look at things differently. Um, because it, it's human nature to think that. If you've exhausted all your issue, all your all your options and things, then you've gone as far as you can. But that's not always the case. So, um, yeah, there can be many, many different ways to approach BCS, and uh, it, it can always be uh, good to get other people's point of view and also to keep a, a very very open mind um, with regards to different types of treatments. You know, there's always more than one way to skin the PCS cat. Right, so back to uh, disability and PCS. Now, when we think about disability, uh, if you ask most people who have no experience, uh, who don't have a family member, a friend, a loved one that's disabled, um, they will think about somebody in a wheelchair or somebody on, uh, you know, with a limb missing or kind of uh, uh, some kind of other type of disability or autism or, um, you know, a- anything that could be perceived, openly perceived as being a disability. Now, where the movement has come in the last few years uh, to change things, uh, it's unfortunately been intercepted um, by the wrong types of... Uh, forces in the last few years. So here in the UK we, we had issues um, for, for example with people that suffered with ME and CFS. And this goes back to, I think, about uh, 2014-15, where the government here hired a company called Atos, and uh, uh, there was another one as well, another egregious kind of fascist corporation, um, to basically uh, have these corporations say who was disabled and who wasn't. And what they did was, this Atos and the other corporation, they... um, uh, provoked this study into ME and CFS, which basically uh, disempowered and disenfranchised anybody that had this, uh, and they spent something like five million pounds. That's would at the time would have been about eight eight million nine million dollars on this study uh, to. Put uh, a group of people with uh, myalgic encephalitis and and chronic fatigue syndrome uh, through this um, ridiculous uh, course of saying that, well, they should have CBT uh, or kind of like some some kind of psychological counselling and this would cure them, you know, like by magic you know, wake up from the dead, Lazarus. Oh, you know, if you think you have, uh, you know, a, a chronic inflammation of the brain and chronic fatigue syndrome, you know, we'll just tell you that, um, you know, it's something to do with your childhood, same as I got, basically, you know. Basically, you know, you, you just need to be uh, encouraged to to, to uh, pretend, you know, uh, think yourself better. So it was a horrific um, kind of... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. Words fail me, basically. It was a horrific kind of um, thing to kind of poke people and say, well, you know, you, you're not disabled. You don't have any kind of chronic illness. You, it's all in your mind. Uh, and what's come out in the last um, year or so uh f- since then, uh, there's a lady, a wonderful functional nutritional doctor called Dr. Sarah Myhill in the UK, and it, please look her up. Uh, that's uh, Sarah Myhill, Myhill spelled M Y H I L L, and she's exposed the the scandal behind this uh, horrific, um, uh, you know, kind of gerrymandered study that was just. Uh, I I can't. Again, it was just a horrible, horrible... kind of slur on anybody that's suffering with chronic illness and she's exposed this um, as, as a complete fraud and she's currently trying to take it through legal channels to, to kind of go back to parliament in the UK um, and I think this has happened widespread not just in the UK but in North America and other places as well I'm sure if and I want to hear from you as well please if you're listening to this if you're anywhere, um, because I know we've got listeners in several places now, um, you know, all kinds of places in Australia, New Zealand, and uh, I want to say hello to people listening in Singapore as well, and Puerto Rico, and um, uh, in Ireland, and and, uh, Canada, everywhere else. Just, um, yeah, if you've got any experiences of what's happened on your local level, on national level, uh, with regards to being denied disability, then please, please, please get in touch with me directly. Um, I'll just give you the details now while I remember. So uh, on Twitter, you can you can directly message me or tweet me, uh, at post concussion is the handle, um, or uh personally at uh, uh, d a v i g e seventy four. David 74, David Bottomley, um, or you can get in touch with us on Facebook at Post Concretion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide Groups. Um, there's also uh, WordPress, which is Concussion syndrome awareness uk.wordpress.com and uh yeah send us a message or if you get in touch through anchor if you're listening on the, on via the podcast via anchor you can send a message a voice message in and and thank you for a couple of you Brian and the other ones that sent voice messages in uh, just this last week from the last podcast uh and also Thank you to uh, Lily in Canada who, who tweeted me just the other day who, who's only six weeks out from uh, a concussion and, uh, you know, I'm really hoping that, that she's, she recovers very quickly uh, um, in following that. So, yeah, um, just think about how it's going to happen, how things are happening on your local and national scale um, there may be many, many other issues that you want to share and things that you want to bring into the discussion. If if you have, if you don't want to message me, then just get in touch on the Facebook group, on the main group and uh post about them. Um, we we have a lot of wonderful um, contributors, uh, people like Joel Goldstein, Marty Salo, and uh, many many others, um, and Diane Robert Stoller. Um, they just you know kind of pop up every now and then, and they share what they're doing, and we connect with the other groups as well. So um, I think the more that we promote ourselves and show to the people in the medical system that we are experts in our own illness, our own disability, then the more that we will be respected because our voices are, are, are kind of greater when we when we share that, when we put that out together. Uh, it's all right me just kind of sitting here and, and kind of s- saying what I've wanted to say for the last 10-11 years but it's more important that uh, I encourage you and um, uh, kind of you know motivate you to do something similar yourself and don't be afraid don't be afraid of being marked a troublemaker or anything else The, the whole trick to it is not to be afraid you know, otherwise, I, I would have never started his podcast and we never would have done any of this. And, and none of the people that have that have been on uh, the podcast and the interview shows would have done it either. So, the whole trick to it is just to be bold and to say what you really, really think. And by doing so, uh, it'll be like morphic resonance, it'll be like a tidal wave, it'll be like a creation of something better. Morphic resonance is when enough people do something that it kind of catches on just with everybody else you know there's there's too many excuses to sit back and do nothing and I, I would never ever want to do that um I'm, I'm not the most confident of people I've never been that 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 confident and never had that you know, much get up and go to, to, to do anything else, but when it comes to this, when it comes to this cause with PCS, then that I've always got finally got the energy and the courage to do what I needed to do. So, if this inspires you to do something and to, to even contact one person, whether it's you in Britain, if it's your local MP or your health minister, or your head of your local health authority, or prime minister, whether it's a, you know the president of your country, wherever it is, it doesn't matter. Just do it, just do it now and, and fi- find a way to be able to, to get that message to other people. Um, I find that by being truthfully, totally honest and open, and not holding any punches back and not kind of being... Try not worrying about upsetting people because, you know, why should you? You know, they've got no idea what you're going through. Just be totally brutally honest and tell people what you're going through uh, on in some way or other. And uh, they'll have to. They'll have to t- sit up and take notice. They'll have to take notice of you some point or other. So, right, okay. Um, back to disability yeah, um, we don't like to think of ourselves as being disabled, I know I don't, I don't like to, you know, it, unfortunately society can put it on as like a badge, like oh you're disabled, you know, kind of like you see the the, the symbols on doors and, and kind of signs of that, you know, with the, the person in the wheelchair or on sticks or whatever and it's like, whoa, you know, her, I didn't feel special before but now I do. Uh, and so, like, if you're in a public place of if, if you, you kind of have to go to, ask to go access to a disabled toilet or a disabled place, then, you know, I think things are better than they used to be. But, um, you know, you can still get some, some prejudice and some kind of misunderstanding, but, you know, just just... Think about things that will, you know, disabilities come in many forms. Disability awareness is something that has been promoted a lot in the press and the media, but still, you know, in terms of PCS, brain injury, there's still a long, long way to go. So thank you again for listening. I won't keep this too long tonight. And, uh, yeah, if you've got any comments questions, anything else, please send it through to me. Uh, I've already given you the, the uh, addresses and the details and the handles and so on. Um, uh, just a couple of people that got in touch, say a gentleman called Brian, got in touch through Twitter. And he, he said that um, he's uh, totally alone at the moment. Um, spending Christmas on his own as well. Uh, I won't say where he is, he's asked me not to say too much about himself. Um, But he's just saying that, well, uh, how how do you cope at this time of year? And if you're on your own, and um, it seems as if he's he's lost quite a bit in terms of personal relationship financially as well. Well, Brian, uh, the trick is uh, to find the good people that you can connect to meaningfully. And do that, that's basically, if you can, uh, over the Christmas period, no matter who they are, where they are, uh, connect, reconnect with old friends, if you don't have family, if you don't have people around you, uh, but, you know, try to give yourself something each day to get through that um, period, because we know... If we are on our own and we have been kind of cut off, uh, it can seem like a very uh, kind of selfish time of year uh, because everybody's uh, try everybody's kind of saying that the, the you know it's Christmas and it's for everybody and you've got to include everybody, but when it comes down to it, and you're on your own on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, or whenever, and there's nobody there for you. Then you realize that people are just concerned with their own family and their own things and whatever presents are bought and so on. Uh, so, yeah, please, please take care of yourself, first of all. Uh, but, yeah, if you can find anything to do on those days, like maybe going for a walk, uh, finding, you know, kind of somebody to visit, um, finding something to do in the community. Or, or, just finding somebody, you know, where you live. That somebody, the best thing, in fact, to do is, is somebody else that needs help. Um, what I always do at is I try and go and volunteer, or I'll go out if I can't. If I can't not doing that, I'll go out and um, I'll I'll take, you know, I've any clothes and things that I've got that I don't wear, and I'll take and kind of like to lo- local shelter, donate them, or just you know, coats and gloves and hats and scarves, anything else take them out in the street and just distribute them to people, you know, find people that are in need. Um, if you can afford it, go and buy them a sandwich, get them something to eat, something to drink, uh, do the little kindnesses um, and and just be good to yourself as well. So thanks for getting in touch, Brian. And uh, yeah, stay in touch. I know you said you would do. Uh, so stay in touch and uh, I look forward to hearing from you again. So once again, thank you for listening. Um get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook um, or through the WordPress site and uh, we'll be more than happy to hear from you. So look forward to hearing from you uh, very soon and to speaking to you very soon as well because uh, I think tomorrow night we've got uh, Jane Thibodeau from uh, Minnesota and she's coming for a chat. So that's going to be really fantastic. Uh, looking forward to speaking to her and uh, I will speak to you all later. Good night. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in, well, with the podcasts that we're making, You have to be responsible. Myself, my guests and my podcast are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So as society and the woke community community dictates, we're here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice any reasonable person knows that but you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as abcxyz so please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way please do your own research your own um, just due diligence into whatever we say and if you need if you feel you need if you really because you could really trust yourself feel you need the help trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist or whomever, or your psychiatrist or whoever you're dealing with through post concrete syndrome or any other health condition and if I need to spell this out anymore just be really considerate and kind to yourself and don't, please don't accept what we're saying as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice i don't know how many other ways to say it but i'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realize that yeah we don't give that kind of advice and if you did want that kind of advice you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place so don't worry about that I just enjoy the podcast and uh, this summit is 24 of them now at least and, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time and please get in touch if you need to but don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. just Just really, really enjoy what we're doing and so much love and respect to you all. Thank you.